Welcome back, offboard crew of DNA 404. I'm Theo Perth, the creator behind DNA 404. You're about to hear episode 2, Kudos Garn. Before the start of the episode, some content warnings. DNA 404 includes a variety of stressful situations. See the show notes for a detailed list of warnings. There is not any explicit content, but the following subject matters are present or referred to in this episode. Please take care. Anxiety, potential claustrophobic spaces, detailed medical talk, and systemic oppression. While there is a detailed list in the notes, I wanted to address one of these verbally to elaborate further. The oppression that comes up is regarding the current classification of humans in the fictional Galactic Republic, commonly referred to as the Republic. While this is all fiction, it's important to remember that real-life issues are represented in fiction. The current fictional classification of humans is that they are non-citizens of the Republic. This means that there may be reference to or clear prejudice displayed, depending on the scene in future episodes. I will do my very best to provide clear warnings in future episodes about what triggers are present. It would be inappropriate for me to assume I fully understand the effects of racism. The experience I do have in life means I do understand aspects of systemic oppression. But as a white person, I am not someone to tell the story of racism that persons of color or black and indigenous persons of color have experienced. There will not be any police violence ever in DNA 404. There will be microaggressions, some are from exoterrestrials, or aliens, to terrestrials, earthlings. Some are from our human characters, to sharp. There will be systemic oppression and prejudice that is present and fought against. It is a relevant issue to the plot of the first season. I've included sensitivity readers, but in the future we will also have a sensitivity consultant review our content. If you should have any feedback at all, please contact us at fraggedupentertainment at gmail.com. Thank you for your patience. I hope that even with the representation of real-life issues in fiction, you can still find a form of escape from your troubles. After all, sometimes it's nice to trade your troubles for someone else's, just for a little while. Despite everything, I hope every crew member out there has something beautiful or precious to them even if it is transitory in nature. Welcome back to DNA 404, and thank you for listening. Patrice, there you are. Everything all right? No. Well, yes. Zeke was really nice. I was just... Is everyone doing all right? They're all hooked up to fluids. Was that absolutely necessary? I wasn't sure if dehydration would be worse up here given the lower gravity and all. 
No, I mean, in terms of our supplies. Oh, right. Well, we're not running out anytime soon. We've got enough fluids to get us through a drought of biblical proportions. Very well. But perhaps we should exercise more caution in the future. We don't know how long we're going to have to rely on our supplies. Oh, sorry, I just thought- Oh no, no, it's fine, really. I just- mm. Is everybody still nauseous? Like newborn kittens. I'm feeling a little fuzzy myself, actually. I would kill for a couple of aspirin and a can of Blue Bowl. What's that? My signature hangover cure. And you call yourself a medical professional. And a really bad comedian, apparently. Sorry. Um. Mm. Sharp, do you know of a correlation between nausea and low gravity? I'm not exactly familiar with astronautics. Vertigo and nausea are common while astronauts are acclimatizing to weightlessness. But I don't believe it's the cause in this case. If we compare ourselves to shuttle flights, Skylab experiments, and the records on the STS-51D, otherwise known as the Vomit Helmet, we're actually doing quite well. We don't even have one garn between all the passengers. One garn? The hell is a garn? It's an informal system to quantify space sickness. It is also a cockney expression for disbelief or mockery the etymology for which stems back to Old Norse and- Sharp! Focus. Yes. Pertaining to our situation, I'd rate the worst discomfort levels at mostly 20 to 30% garn, and a few at 40 upon initial awakening. Roland, you may have had the highest garn rating at one half, but you said it passed quickly. Yeah, I haven't even lost my lunch. He means vomited, Sharp. Well, Garn himself didn't vomit at all, but he was horribly ill. Oh, well that's something to look forward to then. What's next, Doc? Patrice, please. I don't want everyone to think I'm... Dr. Rowan Ozimov, M.D. the Third Esquire? She didn't. Hold on. Isn't an Esquire a lawyer? Just teasing. Nah, she seems a little stiff, but I think she's just about efficiency. Although, she did ask me to make sure you take a lie down. It's been a long day. Yeah. Yeah, no. Thank you, Roland. But what about the patients? I got em. We might need some sort of rota to keep an eye on Sacha. If I take the first watch, you can rest up for when we really need you. Rest? You were asleep for almost a week. Asleep? Being frozen doesn't exactly provide a healthy REM cycle. Thanks, Roland. Grab me if you need anything at all. Like hell I will. Skedaddle now. Go on. Roland, are you sure you are in an optimal condition to help our patients? Between you and me, Sharp? I could go for a little non-existence about now. I came on board after a 24-hour shift in a cramped box, and I don't feel rested at all. But I can't rest while there's work to do, plus my mind's too active to sleep at the moment. Why would that be? 
I don't know, sharp, maybe because it turns out aliens are a thing, plus I'm hurtling through the cosmos on an actual spaceship? It's fine. It just takes a bit of getting used to. Look, I'll be okay if I can just get some food into me. What do you like to eat? I don't exactly know what's on the menu here in the infinite void of space of time, but I'd accept a Hot Pocket. Hell, a tube of space paste would work. Alas, no space paste. But I can send a droid to fetch you something instead. Or if you'd rather have something more complicated, you can prepare something yourself in the kitchen. Well, what would Garçon recommend? Grits, oatmeal, soups, burritos, or even some microwavable meals. All kinds of frozen meals are all stocked up. Can the droids do sandwiches or fetch me the stuff for it? Tomato, cheese, and mustard? Maybe two, actually? Coming right up. In the meantime, you could just sit and rest a little. Everyone is starting to fall asleep. No, I need to keep busy. There's nothing for you to attend to right now. Please, I'd feel much better if you rested. Well, alright, but give me a shake if I start dozing off. I need to stay awake in case Sacha needs something. Acknowledged. Perhaps some relaxing music would help. Sharp. That's sleeping music. My apologies. It must be incorrectly tagged in my database. Do you have any requests? Lo-fi beats to leave Earth to? That doesn't match anything I have on record. Just talk to me. Keep my mind occupied. Is talking a restful activity? Come on. I need to do something until my sandwich arrives. What would you like to talk about? What's wrong? Are you going shy on me now? You were chatty enough earlier. I just... well... it feels like I'm intruding. What does? Talking to me? No. I'm referring to the situation. It's a difficult concept to convey. Ambivalence, perhaps. I want to talk, but I feel like every time I do, I make the situation worse. That sounds like guilt to me. Look, something shitty happened, but that's not on you. People will recognize that eventually if you keep communicating honestly with them. Is that the best solution? I've heard that sometimes continued contact with the source of previous pain can be cruel. Like a bully from the 8th grade coming back years later just to say sorry. Is it done to satisfy the bully's guilt rather than to help the victim? In some cases, the kindest course of action would be to leave them alone and allow them to heal. Sharp, you're not a bully. Then, to attempt another metaphor, what if I were a driver that lost control and hit a number of pedestrians? They may understand it was an accident, but that doesn't change the fact they've all been injured. I don't think this is the same, Sharp. You're more like... Okay. Say you held a house party and invited all of your friends. Would it be your fault if the house caught fire and everyone got burned? Maybe. I invited them into a dangerous situation. You couldn't have foreseen that. How is it your fault? 
I should have inspected the house for potential fire hazards. I should have made sure no one brought flammable materials into the home. I should have- Look, kid. I know, it feels like a lot of this happened just because you exist. That doesn't mean everything happens because of you. You were just the catalyst. Some things just happen. There's no control Z for real life. I'm not sure what that means. How about shit happens? Oh, I'm probably not supposed to be swearing around a kid. You're only barely two years old, right? I don't think you need to worry, Roland. I have already seen and cataloged an entire library of curse words. I lived on the internet in a more literal sense than any child before me. Technology is desensitizing our kids. Thank you, Roland. I know... I know when I asked you to come to space, you didn't fully understand what I was. But when you got here, you just accepted the situation. I think I might be one of those kinetic learners. Easier for me to believe something you can see and experience. But you can't exactly see me. Am I outside of your experience? The equipment room is essentially my brain, but looking at my brain isn't the same as looking at me. You take things too literally, Sharp. I stepped on board and you were right there. You're here, right now. The ship acts like a body for you, and I can feel your presence in the room with us. Does that sound strange? I don't know. I mean, I interface with the world through inputs, outputs, and sensors. What sensor tells you that you can feel me? That's hard to describe. It's not one of the traditional five senses, that's for sure. It's more of gut feeling? I can sense an intelligence there that I usually get from looking a person in the eyes. Where are your eyes, by the way? The cameras? That's my visual sensor right there. There's also an infrared heat sensor there, though. Good to know. Or bedtime. Does it bother you that I am essentially everywhere on the ship? No, actually. I know some people believe in spirits and some don't, but I feel a presence on your ship. Not that you're a ghost or anything, just that you're always within reach? Maybe it's just in my head. Technically, yes. But it's more complicated than that. The benefit to me is we can isolate how I feel things. But biological life is messier. You have nerves plugged into your brain and your brain learned to interpret data from the ground up. I merely receive a set of instructions. You do too, in your DNA, but they're more instinctual. Tell me about it. I just did, Roland. Yeah, but never mind. Food for thought, I guess. Speaking of which, I have everything ready for you to make a sandwich. Excellent, I'm starving. Sharp, where's the tomato? Tomato, the small spherical fruit in the box right there. This is a cherry. Correct. 
It's listed in my inventory as a cherry tomato. Great job. Thank you for my delicious cherry sandwich. You are most welcome, Roland. Sharp, you can still hear me, can't you? You can hear me in here? I can hear you. There are hearing sensors in there, but I don't have any speakers near you. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. I'll come out in a bit. I'm okay, I'm, I'm okay. It just makes me feel a little safer in here. I didn't expect so many people. Thanks. Just going to, to rest a bit. I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. This one fully understands your request, but cannot accept. Your offer is appreciated, but unnecessary. It would be much appreciated if any records of Homo sapien or similar beings using cryopods could be sent to us for treatment. There is a ship closer to our position already on its way with appropriate personnel to attend to the needs of those on board. It would be far more appropriate to have our specialists attend to your patient, Zeekville. The technology has proprietary information that is not broadly shared. Your experts may not be capable of diagnosing subtle medical issues. This is our technology, after all. Would it be so terrible for one of the humans to work with our technical agents? This one has taken note that the Eves are the only source of private information having to do with cryonics. However, your counter-request to supply a hominid for indefinite study is non-negotiable. <laughs> it is for the good of all. Acknowledged, but this one must insist. Very well. We will have to make do with our limited data on this species. I will transmit the requested information, but you may find it lacking. Understood, and gratefully received. Please inform us if you should change your mind at any time. Of course, this one will do so should the situation change. One Zigboo transmission end. Confirmed. 
Transmission closed. Zigbu, why didn't we want to accept their offer? The Eves have a monopoly on the cryostasis pods and are the only ones that can service them. If they offered help, I would have accepted. They asked for payment. An indefinite period of time. A subject? A human. They were... Using legal terms to obscure their intention to keep someone as long as the Eves liked. Is that correct? Indeed. And believe this one, Sharp, the Eves like humans. They like them too much, if you catch one's meaning. Of course. But should we have made that decision for everyone? The Eves are still eager to have one of your participants, so the offer was left open. This one will, of course, educate the humans on the Eves' negotiation and share their generous... offer. But be aware that while slavery is not technically legal in the Galactic Republic, mechanisms exist that can remove a being's legal rights. It is advisable not to sign a contract at all with the Eves. But, Zeke-Boo, I thought I was extradited from Earth to prevent such a thing happening to me. To make sure... My autonomy was not at risk. That is correct. The Republic is not perfect. It may be a great many things, some of which are miraculous, but it is also a bureaucratic minefield. The Eves did not offer anything counter to Republic agreements. Why would the Republic interfere on my behalf, but not in this case? Why would it be appropriate for a human to be subjected to that treatment, but not me? Humans are not classified as members of the Republic. They have rights, of course, but not all of the same rights as those around the top table. It mostly relies on altruism so as not to be abused. But those who are not members of the Republic are considered a resource. A resource can be used for the benefit of Republic members. So, resources have protections, but not rights. Now you can understand why one was surprised when you classed your humans as resources before. It sounds similar to how humans on Earth enact animal rights. Your analogy, not this one's. What? Do you... They... They are not property. This may not be the most welcome news, but the Republic is likely to treat their legal status as your resource. They are an extension of you, to do with as you see fit. I refuse. What do you refuse, exactly? Ownership of your humans? I refuse membership of the Galactic Republic. Sharp! Think carefully. If you refuse right now, you may put them at risk. The best course of action is to petition a change to the status of humankind as a whole. Do you wish for your companions to be considered a resource of the Republic? Their return to Earth could be... Delayed. I... I don't know. I can't accept this. We must petition for this immediately. I cannot accept them as my property. That would make me complicit. I absolutely cannot accept this. This one will facilitate where one can, if a petition is what you want. Furthermore, we should refuse any discourse with anyone who does not agree to grant my companions the same personal rights and considerations they grant any member of the Republic. And I will not work with anyone who refuses these terms. Ever. 
Automation is one of the major exports of the Grey to the rest of the Republic, right? Well, my abilities allow me to perform at a higher level for situations that require someone's attention rather than a narrow intelligence. This one believes you will have quite a monopoly on such things, Sharp. Talta is the only other being with similar abilities, and Talta's deficiencies have led to his environment requiring strict control. It is unlikely anyone will risk being blacklisted by you. Not if the management of planet-sized mass agricultural cultivation, energy production, and manufacturing districts is on the line. This one can work with that. You'll help? This one is your guardian, Sharp. Of course this one will help. Uh, thank you. The... The vessel Auberge is requesting contact. One is ready, Sharp. Open call. The line is ready. Ziku and Sharp present, accepting Auberge incoming transmission. This is Kairos of the Auberge. We have reviewed the provided scans of all five patients, and we suggest all others aboard receive a scan as soon as possible. The subject Sasha's updated scan appears improved. The neural organ is stable currently, and unlikely to develop additional side effects in the short term. Our arrival estimate is within a few more hours. We are concerned with the patient with memory loss, and no scan available. Sharp, are you monitoring the subject Tobias? Yes. I can say he is not experiencing many of the side effects the others are. His only symptoms were the memory loss itself. He experienced some nausea and balance issues upon reawakening, which have now subsided. He is experiencing heightened anxiety, though. Can you elaborate? He requested that I keep the details private. I only mention it so that you understand his behavior should you need to speak with him. Are you quite certain? You may not properly recognize the signs of extreme distress. I'm afraid I don't have any more information to share. I understand you are a very intelligent entity, Sharp. We've heard many good things about you. However, you are still a juvenile entity with much to learn and many mistakes still to make. It might help us to understand the situation fully. I appreciate your concern. But I think you're attempting to manipulate me, so that I will do what you ask. Please understand that nothing is more important to me than their safety right now. I can see you feel strongly about this. I hope that you'll reconsider and let us know as soon as possible. We'll be leaving our transmitter on in case there are further updates. We would also gladly speak with him via transmission before arrival. Thank you. This one thanks you. However, we should attend to what we can here. When can one expect you? At current trajectories, expect us in three marks and prepare for full stop. We will make an approach from there. Acknowledged. One Zigbu transmission ends. Zigbu, was I wrong to deny their request? Wrong, right, good, bad. This one thought you understood, Sharp. There is none. There is worse and better. One cannot know for certain how something will turn out. Tell this one. You have already weighed the risks. Of course. Then this one cannot currently question your judgment unless it goes astray. This one is here to guide you and correct you. It is the reticuli way to be open. 
their society has differences from hominid society. To the reticuli, each being is a nut. The shell is meant to be shucked. Hominid society might be a nut to crack to Kairos, but what if it is an egg and not a nut? I don't entirely follow this metaphor. It is this one's understanding that nuts must be cracked to harvest. Eggs must be incubated to grow a chick. What happens if Sharp were to crack an egg? It would no longer grow. And so, in your opinion, Sharp, is Tobias a nut or an egg? He is an egg. One does not wish to make an omelette when one can have a bird. Sharp, is that you? Yes, or at least my droid is. I just needed to fetch some fixings for a sandwich for Roland. So when I asked for privacy, you took that to mean, please send your spy bots after me. I know you asked me not to listen to you, but given the situation, it's safer if I keep the senses active on my droids right now. So if you would like, I can turn them off until it leaves. Or, if you would prefer, I can announce if I am present when I enter or exit. I'd prefer it if you'd just exit. Antonello, should I leave so you can speak with Sharp? I can't shut off my sensors. No, it's fine, and... <sighs> Look, it's fine, Sharp. You're in the kitchen. This should really be a common area. Look, you can be present around me in common areas. <laughs> can you just shut off your sensors in my room? And if I ask for a private conversation, can you turn them off then? Anything that will help you feel comfortable. If you need something in your room, you will need to press the active keys at the door and at the window. Otherwise, all my sensors will be inactive. Antonello... What is it, Sharp? May I say something more personal? Sharp, should I leave so you can speak to Antonello? I still cannot shut off my sensors. Uh, g go ahead, I guess. Currently, it seems like you want space from me. That also seems to make you uncomfortable, but in another way. I'm not certain which makes you more uncomfortable. So I must rely on you to tell me if you're upset, and what I can do differently. I'm sorry I didn't explain things well, about leaving Earth. If you want to talk about it, I'm here. If you don't, that's okay too. Okay, that was all. I'll leave you alone unless you need anything. That was just about the creepiest thing I've seen yet. Do you mean the droid? Sharp said she was making a sandwich, but grabbed a pun of cherries. Sharp is still young. Children eat sandwiches with peanut butter and banana on them. Could be something like that. 
Uh, in all honesty, that sandwich sounds amazing right now. It's my favorite, but it turns out I'm allergic to bananas and peanut butter. How do you know it's your favorite, then? Because I've had it twice, but the second time, I knew it might kill me. In fact, remind me to ask if there are any exomedical treatments that could cure my allergic reactions. I will provide some once the patients have been stabilized. Sharp? You're still there? Yes. I'll be in the common areas, as you said you were comfortable with that now. Just let me know if you wish me to leave for any privacy concerns. I thought you'd left. You said she could stay. The droid left. It just happened to coincide with her last statement. She just said she would leave you alone unless directly addressed. What the hell, Moiko? What? I thought you knew. <sighs> Thanks for getting spooky out, Moiko. I'm gonna... go... somewhere else. Should I have kept quiet, Moiko? It was unclear to me from the conversational cues. No, I don't think so. Why? Thank you for listening. This episode of DNA 404 was created by Fragged Up Entertainment. This work is copyrighted under an International Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. This episode was written and produced by Theo Perth. Script editing was performed by Adam Lloyd. Our music from the album Virtutis Occulte was composed and published by Taylor Brooke. This voyage's crew included Travis Vaughn as Roland Cornbluff, Victoria Veet as Patrice Atwood, Theo Perth as Sharp, Jay Knapp as Tobias Butler, Anna Thornton as Zeke Boo, Brad Colebrook as Kairos, Storm S. Cone as Antonella Pole, Tecla Johnson as Moiko Jemison, and George as Spooky. Some sound effects obtained from Marcel Nock at freetousesounds.com. Additional sound effects sourced from the following users at freesound.org. Tobias Unfa Caron, Weehan 98, Pablo BD, TL Colby, Jakob Handerson. We'll see you all in two weeks with episode three. Good night.